Okay. Have you seen that um, deep fried egg donut <laughs> sandwich? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> that's somebody with... <laughs> I don't know if that's a lot of imagination or no imagination. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Drink break. Is that in frame? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. <clears throat> okay. Do you, who wants to start? Uh, we did start. How... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to follow up on Mr. Beast? Yes. So, the week our um, episode uh, aired on Mr. Beast, uh, we were talking about him and his um, uh, the passion he puts into all his videos. Yeah, work ethic. The, the the week that that aired, uh, something broke with Mr. Beast uh, uh, and his um, circle of friends, mm-hmm. namely that his uh, one of his closest friends came out as transgender, uh, and this was a, a a bigger shock because. He had a family and at least mm-hmm. a kid. I don't know how many kids yeah. he had, but still has a kid. Um, yeah. yeah, he had a family, and he apparently left them, and now is living a transgender lifestyle. Mm. And there's a couple of um, questions I wanted to um, ask you guys and, and see what what your thoughts are on this. But one of them is that the uh, Mr. Beast came out in support of his decision, mm-hmm. and the next video that Mr. Beast posted. Uh, received a number of dislikes. I think it was one of the most dislikes, disliked videos that Mr. Beast put out. Mm-hmm. And the comments were all over the place, um, both for the guy and against the yeah. guy. Uh, but some of the ones that were against him were um, just very harsh, very, uh, very, um, really, I, I think it was just... Um, just yeah, very just very intense. I don't know, and, cool. and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, cool. I didn't actually go through all the comments, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask, like, what is your opinion on uh, first calling out these people in public? Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine, like, if this guy left his family, is now living this lifestyle that uh, is so different than yeah. what he used to be living. Do you know if he left his family? I mean, sure, he left his wife or his life. I don't know what's going on with his family. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. I know oh, there but, was a comment about him, like you know, saying like I'm doing this for my kid. Like you guys don't understand me, whatever. So like I think yeah. he still wants to be involved with his child at least. So, I don't know. Yeah, if he's like it's done, I'm gonna go yeah. away now. I mean, that is a big ask of his wife. Yes, to accept me. <laughs> yes, because yeah, yeah. it's, oh, it's like I I married uh, I married you partly I think because you're a man. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, I'm assuming she's you know attracted to men, yeah. and so now it's like, well, you're saying you're not that, right? And you're you're also saying like, I now must be married to a new person. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to ask of this. And I, I yeah. I'm trying to like put myself in this like in 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 his mindset, you know, having that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and in, in, wait, in whose mindset? In... The, the guy who came out as transgender. Yes, yeah. um, I'm Chris. trying to understand or sympathize at least. You know, he, he, this has been, uh, okay, I'm going to like really, really sympathize, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and trying to see it in the most Full charitable way. Openness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most charitable way possible. He's been struggling with this identity. Sure. Uh, he finally comes out and, and he's like, now I'm free. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, it's probably taken a toll on his social life, on his public life. And then here is the latest video in which this is all revealed. Mm-hmm. And then you get millions, millions of yeah. people. Um, yeah, yeah, just like, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, pro pro him and against him. Yeah. Um, again, one of the most disliked videos um, that Mr. Beast put out. And if you know anything about like being on social media, is that the negative stuff sticks out to you the most? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So even if you got a hundred, like, yo, man, what you're doing is great. And you know, yeah. whether or not you disagree or disagree, and yeah. then one person's like, you're kill an yourself idiot. or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, That's gonna stick out. Yeah. So I'm wondering the morality and the angle in which this should be approached i think on one level he is a public figure mm-hmm. and so in a sense i think you know if you're a public figure posting this publicly right you should receive any feedback that you get right. both good and bad um yeah i think it would be um unfair to say well this is my personal de- decision and you shouldn't say anything negative it's like 
as a public figure, you open yourself up to that already. You know, that's a, sure. kind of a, um, a prerequisite to being a public figure. Um, but yeah, it just, it gets murky when you try to define public figure because it's like, it's not like he, I mean, obviously he's going to be advocating for this thing now, but I don't know. I'm thinking of like other celebrities with their own personal issues. Like, should we be commenting on Brad Pitt's married right. life? Like, well, you know, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's a deeper question that I wanted to get into is if, if, you know, as, as Christians, we have an understanding of the human person um, that is pretty clear and pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And if you deviate from that understanding, you'd be hurting yourself. Right. And so is there a duty for people to call this person out? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it should come from his friends and his family. But if his friends and family are not calling him out, then how is he going to possibly at, at least hear the truth that yeah. this is actually hurting him. Mm-hmm. It's like if, if someone was like chopping off his fingers yeah. on, uh, <laughs> on 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 um, like a live stream. Right. People are like, "This is awesome!" It's like, right? Doesn't someone have the responsibility to be like, "Bro, you're hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, stop doing this." Right. Um, technically, we see transgenderism in in not actually a worse light. It's not just chopping yeah. off your right. sing, uh, fingers. Yeah, uh, it's chopping off something maybe. Yeah. A <laughs> More, uh, you know, that touches to the identity of the person a little bit more. more. But um, my my point still stands. You know, um, yeah, yeah. You're harming yourself, right? What yeah. what is the responsibility of uh, what is the responsibility of the public to call this out? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many factors too because it's like you know how much of this is now mixed up in the uh, idea that this is going to be pushed onto kids. Mr. Beast's image and his channel is his reach yeah yeah, his, yeah. is really towards uh like child f- kid friendly right you know like it's not necessarily geared towards kids but it is um kid friendly yeah um yeah so i mean you know now that he's going to be graying up that brand um does mr beast what does he do like he's really stuck um i was listening to shapiro talk about it a little bit and you know he is right and just like mr beast has a, a really tough decision to make and that, like, if you're like, hey, man, you figure your own stuff out and, like, have him leave the crew to figure his personal stuff out. It's like, well, you're obviously coming up against this mm-hmm. if you're doing that. Right. So it's yeah. like, does he now yeah. have to be like, well, it's all welcome. So it's like, it's just an awkward position to be putting somebody There's no in. middle ground, really, on this. That's for, the thing, For too. Mr. Beast. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it used to be like we can, there was like this space of like, you do you and I do me. And we have this common ground in the public that we don't like bother each other too much. But it just seems like the culture is moving more and more towards like, no, we have to talk about everything. Yeah. Like, we're going to put all of this agenda stuff into every Disney show for every single kid ever. Yeah. And you have now they're forcing us to respond and like, no, this is not okay. It's like, well, why don't you just let us do our own thing? It's like, all right. <laughs> I can't like I can't support this because I have a family and children that I need to mm-hmm. that I, I yeah. I'm also raising. So it just raises a lot of issues as to like where do you draw the line, like you said, like calling somebody out um publicly or allowing certain things to be in the public to to other to, to children. It's just yeah, it's it's a mess. Yeah, because on, on one it's level a hot mess. <laughs> On one level, I do want I do want to see. I think it having that video as one of the most disliked videos is is a good thing, in the sense that like not everybody agrees with this, sure. you know, and like this is still something that I, I think if most people just say like I'm backing, I'm not you know touching this, um, then you know all the positive likes and comments would almost be affirming in the culture mm-hmm. that like everyone's on board with this, yeah. right? So I, I think on yeah. one level, it, it's good that you know we see. Um, a negative reaction. Right. Um, but when it comes to this man's health and, mm-hmm. you know, mental state, yeah, this could be very challenging to him. But at the same time, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You want to challenge people with things that they're doing wrong. Yeah. You know? um, I think probably, so, like, you know, knowing YouTube comments, uh, some of this stuff was probably said with less than ideal tact. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and there was probably a lot of you know, people probably missed a mark in, in trying mm-hmm. to... Um, you know, uh, t- 
talk to him and reach out to him. Yeah, I don't know um, if like a YouTube comment on a live stream is like where you want to get the bro yeah. stop hurting yourself. Yeah, or, like talk right. from it I needs agree. to be coming from smaller circles. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then, um, then there's also the problem of like just the mental illness in general. You know, like this this wave of transgenderism coming in, and you know the the like virality of TikTok and Instagram and YouTube on the mind is like, it starts to, you know, ask, it starts to beg questions about like how much of this stuff is social contagion. Yeah. And like, yeah. was yeah. Mr. Beast's friend always feeling like this or was he just spending endless hours on TikTok and be like, you know, maybe this kind of is like, mm -hmm. it's not that simple. Yeah. But it's like that gray area of mental illness is like, what, what, how much of this is, your environment and how much of this yeah. is like a, an actual disposition. I saw I saw a stat. This was a few months ago, but um, more people more people are identifying um, as um, homosexual or bi or whatever um, mm -hmm. uh, sexual identity they want to identify as uh, as a trend. Yeah, it's become more trendy to to do these things. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, in the past, it would be like, well, there was actually something that was. Um, within them whether it's their environment or you know that's another topic but that um they were actually um it was a real struggle for them yeah. and their and their sexual identity was more determined by um something that was real deep inside right. now it's become a trend and so to distinguish that like to 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 even ask that question it's like is this a trend that you're following because you see this on social media and it's cool yeah or like are you actually you know attracted in this way such a taboo question well i'm just yeah, yeah exactly to even yeah. ask that question is yeah. like you know yeah. hate <laughs> yeah um, i think the the argument is that it has always been this pop it's always been this prevalent right? yes. people haven't yeah. been as free to be themselves right. as they are mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. yeah so there's always been a lot of trans people there's always been a lot of um uh, and basically anyone in the LGBT community. Yeah. A, that's been a high number, but because of a, a repressive society, right. doesn't let them be that right, way. Right, right. Um, but if that um, study was to be believed, that's not true, um, that people are doing this because it's trendy. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems... It's it's a hard argument to show one way or the other. Right. It's like, well, you, mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, back in the 1920s, it was so... Like, if you were, uh, you know, being homosexual is outlawed. Mm -hmm. right, so, right. of course, there weren't, like, that many people. Yeah. And it's right. like, uh, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's 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 uh, it's one of those, I, I don't know the name of the, like, that style of argument, but it's almost, uh, it's it's just vague enough to be mm -hmm. believable, but also right. not strong enough to be proved. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing, too, is that, like, this category of, like, not heterosexual is like not a category that fits. Like yeah. transgenderism is totally different than homosexuality. Yeah. Or being a yeah. lesbian. Right. Um yeah, I mean like comedians joke about it all the time, but it, it is true though that like the transgender like ideology and uh like thought behind gender and how you identify really kind of destroys the identity of gay people. Yeah, like probably, man or yeah. woman. You know what I'm saying? It's like they have a specific claim. It's like I'm born this way and I'm attracted to the same type of person that I am as opposed yeah. to transgenderism, which is like there is no category. Yeah. I can just define what I want. Right. So, yeah, it, it is. It gets mixed up when you try to like bring in the old like laws prohibiting homosexuality and whatever. It's like that's actually not what we're talking about with transgenderism. It's a totally different category yeah. of like denying reality yeah um as opposed to you having a different type of view that you're like you may be legitimately attracted to another man it's like that's different yeah than just denying the basic binary yeah yeah that's very interesting i, I was reminded of um in my um one of my sexual ethics classes in seminary um the topic of uh, celibacy came up um you know as this was all seminarians studying to be priests mm -hmm. we would uh, all one day be uh promising uh uh, celibacy, you know, uh, we would be, yeah, um, uh, becoming celibate men uh, for the kingdom. And my professor brought up a good point. He's like, in the past, celibacy was a radical sign to the culture um, of your dedication to the kingdom of God, right? And, and like, you're giving up this thing for something else. And it was, uh, yeah, again, a sign in the culture, a sign in the culture. Mm -hmm. But he said, 
nowadays that that sign has lost a lot of its potency because now people just identify as asexual or you know like that's your preference you you don't want to have sex right good for you mm-hmm. i do you know yeah. that person yeah. wants yeah. to do it with a tree or whatever right, right. you know it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I, uh, yeah i actually yeah. think it's probably the least powerful with with gen z mm. The, mm. yeah yeah the witness of celibacy um right. i remember when i was teaching high school and then i was talking to them about the priesthood and uh and celibacy and i think that and of course there you know there are some some of the kids there were like oh, well you know don't you want to have a family or wouldn't a priest want to have a family but then there was others that said basically well hold on what if he just doesn't want that right yeah exactly because the idea of having a family is actually not that popular mm-hmm. yeah. one and then two i on on the whole uh i think gen z is having uh less sex mm-hmm. yep and then then now thirdly you have another whole identity of people who maybe want to be celibate yeah for no religious re- reason at all yeah. so the witness of it is sort of like well that's just your lifestyle yeah if you feel compelled to give your life to religion like right. that's fine that's your yeah. lifestyle Good there's like you. that rise yeah. of the yeah. exactly. um what is it, the mig uh men going their own way it's like a whole like identity of like men who are like forget women yeah like they they mess up your life really like just do your own thing and they're called like mgtows big towels yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> I, exactly it's yeah. you know so it's trendy you'd be yeah. like i don't know you know family or not who yeah. knows right do your right. own thing yeah yeah well yeah and, and and i know that that's i didn't know that label for those men but the, like i i do know that there's a, a group of people that are like just work hard, you know, dedicate your life to work and make yeah. money, get nice cars and buy mm-hmm. nice houses, and, like, that's your life. Don't let a yeah. woman, like, tie you down, you know. Andrew Tate. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> well, he had, like, seven women or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there is, there is, I guess, a fine line between, like, the stoic celibate, or not a fine line, but there's uh, the stoic celibate, and then there's, like, James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Like, James Bond yeah. is is un, unattached man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right. is also free to if he wants to pick up a woman right, right. for a night or whatever. Right. He can. Right. Right. So there's right. like you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's all those different like that that variety of lifestyles is um that's where and and all of them are like you can't really pit one against the other in today's culture. Right. Yeah. That's where celibacy loses its power yeah. as a symbol. You just remove um, the hierarchy of what what is ideal versus yeah. But and I think that that's tied to a um. A letting go of a under uh, of a universal understanding of human nature, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if if we're if we don't understand who the human person is, um, then yeah, like you, again, you can't measure lifestyles against each other. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, going back to this transgender thing, I want to bring up um, Matt Walsh mm. because Matt Walsh is actually that's how I found out about this whole Mr. Beast controversy. Mm-hmm. He posted something. Um, I think it was like, don't let your kids watch Mr. Beast. Yeah. And, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. And I was like, oh, what's this about? But um, so Walsh is kind of at the forefront of um, the anti-transgender movement. Yeah. Uh, with his Johnny the Walrus children's book and mm-hmm. all the talks that he gives around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, he's yeah. definitely, uh, you know, bless him for doing the Lord's work. Because I think that, that does need to be done. Um However, he does make some claims that I, I, I want to run by you yeah. guys and, and, and kind of unpack them. Um, one of the things that he claims is that um, the ideologues of the transgender movement, cl- uh, he claims that they deep down inside they know what they're doing is wrong. Mm. And that some people that are also identify as transgender um, also know uh, like right. what they're doing is wrong. That they're... Purposely misguiding people, um, right. and I think he has a strong argument when when it comes to children. Um, that's one of the biggest things for him is like you know you're castrating children. Yeah, right. Uh, you're advocating for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that and and like on a, on a deep level, you have to know that this is wrong. Yeah, like that. I kind of it sounds like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But can we also argue that like some people are just so their consciences are so dead that they don't know that this is wrong? And, like, yeah. like is there... Because they would also take a moral stance and right. say, like, this this is um, this is our dignity. Like, you know, this is our right mm-hmm. to, to do this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Could they actually believe that? Believe that? Or, you know, is it the case that, like, as Matt Walsh is saying, is that they, like, they actually know? And they're actually, like, devilishly, like, 
twisting you know twirling yeah, yeah. their mustaches and like you mm-hmm. know conniving in their basement yeah, conspiring yeah um um yeah the way i see it i'm always trying to like take these things that i find like absurd on their face and then like kind of boiling it down to like yeah this is a like this is a deviation from the way one should act how in my life do i do that and and could somebody claim mm-hmm. that i actually know the difference you know what i'm saying it's like if like all my sins can somebody look at mine that doesn't have them themselves and be like you know what you're doing is wrong like mm-hmm. why are you why do you keep doing this and why do you keep t- like like passing this down to your kids and like corrupting your family and like whatever it is like even in, like minuscule or grand and so the answer is kind of vague the answer is like yeah my conscience is formed enough that i know but then like St. Paul says, like, I, I do what I don't want to do and vice versa. And yeah. like, there's always that struggle. Sin, what is it? Darkens the intellect and weakens the will. So yeah. it's like, you're right that like, there can be enough deviation from grace, if you want to put it in a theological term, that you're blinded. So I, I don't know if you can hold them to account that being like, you know, you're doing this and it's wrong. Uh, and therefore we can just kind of tell you that and you'd be like, yeah, you're right. You got me. I lied. Um, right. right. On the, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. On the other hand, there's also that aspect of like, you act as if there is a gender binary. And so you're kind of living a contradiction. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, well, there's like the Peterson thing where yeah. it's like, you act as if God exists. And he's like trying to show you how, mm-hmm. like, in fact, you do behave as if there is this hierarchy yeah. um, and like a moral superiority that you look up to that judges you kind of thing. Like he lays that all out. So maybe there's also that approach of like, you act as if there's a gender binary. You act as if there is such a category as women so that men can decide to be that and dress like that. Yeah. So, you know, like he's kind of pointing out that yeah. contradiction. So again, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I think it's, it would be too harsh to say that like everybody who agrees with this knows that they're lying. Yeah. And I think he's yeah. taking, he's leveling his um, criticism at um, the ideologues. Yeah. There's you know, a like whole the, spectrum. The people that just yeah. get brainwashed into this from TikTok yeah. or the people like leading the charge on into like gender mutilation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like the Dylan Mulvaney's of right, the world right. and stuff yeah. like that. But um, even him, it's like, I, I don't know, like I, just the, knowing the social contagion, like he he's messed up like in the head. Yeah. You know, like, and that's a problem. Like he should go seek help. But it's like, man, you know, you're lying. It's like, I don't know. I really don't know. Like the, it's a hard claim. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have so many people around you saying that you're not lying, you can believe it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why Why would you – because uh, I think we talked about this last week. You know, there is like your your conscience and then usually there's some sort of like uh, exterior thing that you bounce it off of in a sense. Yeah. Um, you know, the your conscience and then tradition mm-hmm. maybe. And if the tradition around you is saying that it's – you know, that it, it's affirming your conscience, then you might – be mistaken to think, oh, actually, maybe this is okay. Right, 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 exactly. Um, and because there is so much support, yeah. right, to the contag- yep. to your contagion point, that maybe they wouldn't really know. I, I think maybe what Matt Walsh is trying to say is he's trying to appeal to, uh, like the inherent intelligibility of the the natural law, right, and that yeah. one of the elements or uh, or several of the elements of the natural law is. Uh, kind of the desire for reproduction, mm-hmm. um, the the caring of offspring. Um, I think you could probably tie in there a bit. Uh, you don't do harm to healthy people, right, kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think he's appealing to that. It's like you know that what you're doing is wrong because you're you're harming something that's technically fine, right, right. Or you're harming your body mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. healthy. Yeah, but right. I I think that's um. He appeals a lot to like quote unquote common sense. That's like his big. Yeah, like, we but, all have common sense around. Yeah, this. and I think what I want to say he he knows it's probably natural law is yeah. what he's saying because you know he's, yeah. he's Catholic mm-hmm. and natural law is pretty big in mm-hmm. Catholic circles. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is um, I think you can still get natural law wrong. Right. It's only natural in that it's not something that is created, mm-hmm. but something that's discovered. But you still have to discover it. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I feel like, I mean, the thing is, I'm just not convinced that people nowadays, um, people, you know, general term, 
uh, people nowadays uh, can actually tap into the natural laws easily as we might assume in yeah. our philosophy classes. Yeah, yeah. we're too high up <clears throat> in the Tower of Babel, like quite honestly. P- Peter um, Kraft had a story about, uh, he was giving a talk at, um, or he had a debate with somebody about um, abortion. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had two women come up to him after the debate, and he said, uh, well, you, you convinced us. Um, uh, like, and, and he was like, oh, I'm glad I can help change mm-hmm. your mind or whatever. And she said, well, you convinced us that what we're pro really is um, pro-infanticide. Right, um, right. And so, like, they were, like, they were okay. Mm-hmm. They, they recognized yeah. that the child in the womb was a child, right? right. right? Um, but they said we're still pro-abortion. Right. Um, and so I'm like, how do you reason with someone like that? Mm-hmm. And, that and, and I think that the, all of this is built up uh, on the uh, foundation of relativism, really. Right. And, you know, when, when Matt Walsh appeals to natural law or if we try to reason with somebody like you were showing, like, you know, you live as though there are two binaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, so what? You can't, right. you can't appeal to reason if someone is trying to deny reason. Mm-hmm. And even if you show the logical contradictions in their speech, Mm-hmm. And like the fact that we're having a conversation points to some truth. You blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. Like that. No, 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 yeah. no. It's all about my su- subjective experience. And yeah. So I'm wondering, like, are we so far gone that, like, yeah, you can't even, you know, y- like all these things that we um, just presupposed for a conversation mm-hmm. are not even there anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a spectrum of people that, um, you know, believe or don't believe these things. Uh, people that are more or less still grounded by common sense and then get swayed because they want to be allies. Yeah, of course. Um, like they want to support their friends, you know, something's trendy. Those are the people like in the middle that you can you can appeal to their common yeah. sense. Some people are just so nefarious and like outright evil that they're not going to be convinced because they have a very specific ideology. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's tough, but you know, that's why it like breaks down into like, you know, well, what are you going to do with your family? It's like, I'm going to protect my family. What are you going to do in politics? I'm going to fight policies. So it's like, where do you fight? Where do you defend? Where do you negotiate? That's yeah. all like very particular to the situation. Yeah. Um, like you're not going to appeal, like you're not going to get on YouTube and be like, I wanted to appeal to your reason and let's have a normal conversation. Like the, you're going to get blown up. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a, like a having to put up front and a, and a kind of fight when you're out in the culture and then Versus when it's a little bit smaller and maybe you're in a group of a smaller setting in yeah. person, you can actually appeal to their reason and like have a dialogue. It's just the farther you go out in technology, it's, it's going to be hard to like appeal to anything yeah. other than clicks. Right. And I'm not, you know, to, to clarify, I'm not saying that like any um, effort in engaging the culture on a rational level is yeah. like useless. Um, I do believe that even the most nefarious evil um, ideologue uh, in the transgender movement, they still share human nature with us mm-hmm. and there's a universal human nature that we can appeal to uh and so even those people it's worth having conversations with right you might fail um mm-hmm. but you know it, you can't believe that their humanity is um totally obliterated mm-hmm. um just because they're living a you know a horrible lifestyle right um so no yeah like just to clarify i do think that like you know that 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 conversation and and, and appealing to rationality even with people you think that have like abandoned reasoned. Um, there was a um, could be worth it. There was a I think Clavin's last podcast um, kind of touched on a lot of stuff. I mean that we're talking about now and last week, um, but I heard it I think yesterday, um, and he was talking about how the the left and this whole transgender movement specifically has a very specific ideology and their premises are like well articulated like and they know that they have a premise um and our premise is actually based on something religious and but we don't want to make that premise so he's like really challenging the right to be like stop being like reactionary and come up with the whys and create when you counter culture you have to actually create another culture you know what i'm saying so you're trying to create an environment so you have to start with the premise of why do we believe what we believe and like you said if if it's just like well uh, let's appeal to reasons like well i'm i don't want to mm-hmm. it's like that's their premise like their premise is like disregard reason like our mm-hmm. premise is like why reason it's like it keeps going all the way down to something like a god conversation um but we have to like have the courage to like bring that into the conversation even yeah. though if nobody wants like can we explain this scientifically it's like not really he gave this really interesting argument that like 
uh, he was saying how like if, if scientifically you, you can argue that you're going through some sort of disease, like you have a disease and your body's attacking you and releasing chemicals in your body that you need to get medical treatment for. That's a premise on like what you think humanity is. Mm -hmm. And so if you argue that with uh, testosterone, there's no like logical argument around like, well, mm -hmm. this is just like any other disease mm -hmm. that I developed into my uh, early teens. I started having this like um, this chemical that comes through me and it's destroying my identity and I need some medical treatment. It's like you can argue that medically, but there has to be something else. Yeah. So they have very, like, very articulated premises and ours are like, we keep wanting to hide it. I'm like, no, like, you know, natural law, God, Christianity, like we're just like, we can't talk about that. It's like, yeah. you have to talk about it now because yeah. they're the ones bringing it out to the front. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, on, on another level, there you can actually come up with these premises that are natural. Um, you know, and I would, just, I would appeal to something like um, an Aristotelian sense of nature. Um, yeah. You know, and saying like, so I understand what your point was. Some some people in the transgender um, movement would claim that testosterone is kind of like a um, infection. Disease. Yeah. Or, okay. Right. Right. Um, right. That is so. Like, I think you can just. This is kind of a tangent, but it sparked memories of uh, my um, uh, nature class, mm -hmm. uh, Aristotle's nature class. Um, that's that would be verifiably false in the sense that. What is natural is something that always happens, always or for the most part. That's how um, uh, that's part mm -hmm. of the definition of nature for Aristotle, um, and then it also seeks its end. But right, but the if, fact I, that it, if well, I argue that that is because it's culturally based and systems of oppression make it so that heterosexuality is the norm, then my premise is based on a power dynamic that mm -hmm. for the longest time in history, white men have had the upper hand and have dictated how humans have evolved. Like that would, that's like the premise is so bottom. So that you, you're saying that, the, I'd never heard of that argument before. That's crazy. Um, so, no, but it's the, a real argument though. That, um, that humanity has evolved in such a way because of uh, an oppressive hierarchy. I can make that, I'm saying I can make that argument. You, you can, you know but you can also say that like aliens also, you know, implanted this idea sure. without us, you know, no, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, even uh, like the gender binary is considered a a colonial idea, right? It's a Western wild. colonial idea yeah. right. that yeah. you know many cultures had a variety of gender expression, right? And but the, like the any, limiting of it to two is any any um, sociology work in, in in looking at different cultures would show that that's verifiably false. Um, it, like yeah, you look at depends. cultures that are like you know don't look at just your Europe, <laughs> you yeah. know, like look at um, mm -hmm. what were happening happening in the Americas and Asia, yeah. um, you know, what what like Clavin was that, saying how that bind, that distinction is all over the place. But you Am could argue that <laughs> they're they're still asleep and not woke to to the systems of oppression, and they're like right. Europe was the no, but was, systems of oppression came out from Europe. That's what they were. But they discovered the systems of oppression. That Who did the other Marx. cultures? No, like okay, so the argument like from. Clavin points out the lineage of like Marx, Freud, Foucault. So it's yeah. like in Marx, you find that there's this like a discovered pattern of systems of oppression. That's how he sees everything, mm -hmm. right? And so like if you argue like, yeah, well, other cultures have this dynamics, like they're not awake to the systems of oppression yet. And they've been following this male hierarchy for a millennia. And but that's that would, why they're But wouldn't up that there. admit that the male hierarchy is natural and not something that's contrived because the fact that you can be found in all cultures that have not communicated with each other, you, right? Yeah, but I mean, you would argue that that... Like, I don't So you would that. argue that the systems of oppression are natural. Like, that's that's the basis that Marx is claiming. Oh, that I this see. is okay. yeah, the yeah. way reality lays itself right. out as systems and of oppression. And we have to counteract it. We have to it. counteract that, right. Even right. if it's yeah. natural. Correct. Interesting. And when you say right. natural, it means, like, right. occurs in nature. It's like, yeah, power dynamics. That is the basis of reality. Right. That's his right. argument. Right. And so our argument has to be different than that and has to be based on, like, revelation uh, the dignity of the individual, like all of that comes from a God hierarchy. And we yeah. have to put that in the But I, I do think that at some point it does fail on a logical level. Um, because I, I, well, I mean, maybe I'm appealing to intuition here. But I think to say that um, 
what will unfold naturally. Well, I don't know. What unfolds naturally uh, if you allow it to continue to unfold? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, the thing is, like, there, you know, as Christians, we do believe nature has fallen too. Right. And so maybe you can appeal that, like, yeah, there's this power dynamic that is natural is um, needs to be corrected by yeah. mankind. That's why that's why Marx is truly that like anti-Christian mm-hmm. philosophy because it does take Christianity and flip it on its head as opposed yeah. to just like arguing something different. It's like no, there are uh, like there are we need to do we do need to raise the victim and we do need to conquer this broken world. But his argument is that the broken world is a power struggle. Yeah, which is great. Like it's it's so convincing. Yeah, but I thought yeah because I, I remember. Um, just like a few years ago, anything that was seen as a um, contrivance or, or um, that came out of convention was seen as evil. You know, like um, mm. like oh, the the the, um, the 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 white male hierarchy is just a convention of man, and um, that has nothing to do with our human nature. Mm. I think that that was more of a argument, like yeah, insofar as I was able to perceive in the culture um, that it wasn't natural. But now it sounds like. And this is this goes back to Marx, and so you know I don't know how you know how in tune the culture was to actually reading Marx closely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if if what you're saying is true, it seems like now we're arguing for something like the the, the left left would be arguing for something that's actually yeah no this is the way that nature unfolds, but we have to actually now impose our conventions in yeah. order to turn it around. Correct. Mm. Um, yeah, which is. Like yeah, it, odd. It's, yeah, it's from really my like uneducated different. perspective, it seems that like something like Marxism is like a natural inevitability of a post-Christian society. You know, what I'm saying like it's what happens mm-hmm. when a Christian culture like spoils. Like, how do you turn those ideas that we have that like the in the um, the victim should be like compassion? Like, we should have compassion for the for the the victimized. Yeah. Um, and that there that the world is broken and we need to to rectify that like how do that is like a cultural that's a christian culture that has gone sour mm-hmm. um and it just seems like that's happening here where it's like we have all these premises that are based basically living off the corpse of christianity that have like inverted themselves yeah i don't know i you know that's speculation that's pretty i mean that that sounds about right to be honest <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> no it's just, no that is really um Kind of profound because I, I just I always assume that like most people would assume that what is natural is good, you know. And yeah. if it appears in nature, then mm-hmm. that's you know like right. let nature run mm-hmm. its course kind of thing. Um, but here we're we're seeing that people don't make that assumption anymore. Yeah. Um, and that right. you can actually argue like no, we need to actually um, forcefully move nature mm-hmm. and bend it to our will. Right. Um, yeah, because I think that's uh, one of the premises is that. Um, uh, nature could have been another way. Mm, I right. think, like, like yeah, you right, could have, right. you yeah. could have had a society in which women were dominant, right, and not men, right. But it just so happens that men seized power mm-hmm. before women, yeah. right, and formed it so that they were right a part of the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but, but that's, it could have been another way. Yeah. But, but you know, like, and Peterson actually does a great job with that argument because he's like, look at like the lobsters, yeah, and like that's like it's like these hierarchies. Run down not just through human nature, mm-hmm. but nature in general. Yeah, um, and that's where we can see that, like, okay, there is something fundamental in all of this, and that's why I was appealing to different um, cultures mm-hmm. that have not interacted with, with Western right. culture. Um, but here, Peterson is um, actually appealing to nature apart from humanity. Right. Um, but again, that that loses all of its force if if we're just assuming well nature needs to be corrected. Well, th- that's right. Know? That's the whole idea mm-hmm. of progressivism. It's like we've evolved so much that we can now transcend this nature. Yeah. Like take like mm-hmm. the, back to the Gnosticism. It's like leave this broken world and like transcend into a new life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the Clavin's whole point was that like we have to argue that the binary and hierarchies are good. Not that they yeah. just exist, but that they actually like serve a purpose and are good in them, in themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a different. That's different than saying they occur, as opposed to saying it is good. Yeah. Right. Very different. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like one of the first principles in um in, in scripture. Is Genesis. That, like, yeah. In <laughs> yeah. Genesis, yeah. is that yeah. like God saw that it was good. Yep. Um, 
and that and and we do believe that nature can actually tell us something about God Himself. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we, um, the psalmist yeah. would, would. Well, it, it, you can read you can read scripture almost in um, in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a yep. sense of um, uh, evangelization that happens through nature that we can know about God. Right. Yeah. Verveki um, has that description of the good being like an adherence to truth. Yeah. And so it's like mm-hmm. if we say that the 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 binary and hierarchy is good, it means that it adheres to a truth of reality. Yeah. That's our premise. Right. As we have to start there. Right. Um, wow. Yeah, that's, we have a long way to so go. We, so how do we tell Mr. Beast's friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Leave a comment. Yeah. Leave a link. Um, yeah, that's that's really fascinating. Um, I do. Yeah, I still. Yeah, I still think that it's not just on a level like okay, well, you see nature as good and you see it as mm-hmm. bad, and it's just a it's a matter of belief. I think there are mm-hmm. um, intuitive um, arguments that you can make. Yeah. Um, too. But but intuition but, comes from like an, no, but, an environment. Well, I was just yeah. gonna say. Well, it comes from an environment, but it's also natural. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think, but that goes back to this idea that, um, that things like intuition and natural law mm-hmm. like can be deadened. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah how did, wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. A lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah. see all of that as like an overwhelming like amount of information, and but the reality is that like I don't have to solve. This whole thing for everybody. No, I'm saying I don't. Yeah. I don't have to decide how Matt Walsh is gonna, you know, Interact. fight the yeah. culture wars. Right. Like he's gonna do his thing. I know how I'm gonna raise my kids. Have conversations with the people when yeah. I interact. People that have different opinions than me. How I want to talk to them in charity. Yeah, you know. So that that's like that's how I <laughs> sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to say all the things and do yeah. all the things. No, right. Exactly. Yeah. Make so. all the points. Did you want to bring up that? What were you talking about before we started about a conversation you had about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Were we going to say that for the bonus or? No, I have. I'm going to take you guys down um, music lane. Give you some history <laughs> on the bonus. Oh okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So earlier this week, um, I had a conversation with somebody who was just asking questions about um, how to motivate their kid. Kid. He's he's I believe in his. Early thirties or late twenties, something something like that. Who's li- <laughs> not a kid? <laughs> say, not a kid. Bro, not a that kid. conversation <laughs> ends right there. <laughs> Motivate their son. Yeah, Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> um, to uh, become to make something of himself. Uh, she yeah. was worried that he, he was just gonna like live in her house forever, mm. and he doesn't have a job. He had a job. He he lost mm-hmm. it. Uh, she tried to find work for him, but right there is a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds. Yeah, and and um, he stopped going to mass as well. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it sounds like you're you know you're dealing with a couple of things that can be labeled psych- psychologically, um, but I think there's also a level of despair, um, sure. perhaps. Um. So it, it struck me. Uh, it, Later, and you know, I always come up with the right thing to say after the fact. <laughs> yeah, um, same. No, it was a good conversation, and I think we made some ground. But uh, it struck me. Um, actually, it was this morning when I was just mm-hmm. making my coffee. I was like, I think salvation requires imagination. Mm. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, a person who needs to recognize that he needs saving needs to be able to imagine himself as either the person he's called to be or stuck in hell, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can imagine that, like visualize that, mm-hmm. then perhaps that can start to motivate you to move away from the bad and towards the good. Uh, if you can't imagine those things, then like what's the point of moving at all, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now, you know, with that comes also an ability to see the future, um, yeah. Not like a fortune teller, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like to, to visualize like, well, like I'm not going to live this present moment forever, right? Yeah. There will come an end to my life. Yep. Um, and so the virtue of hope there mm-hmm. um, is necessary. Um, that sounds like the, yeah. I, at a fundamental level, that's the marshmallow test. You know yes. Saying? Like if yeah, you yeah. have the capacity to imagine a state in which you are not in now. Yeah. That you will have two marshmallows, then you will do better in life. Yeah, as opposed to eating the one now. You know, right. That's how that test goes. And so I'm, I was wondering if just um, 
imagination is the right word. I, I've never heard it described like that. I think so. Um, yeah. Is that? That's uh, right. Yeah. Okay. It's like a whole okay. category of like the power of the soul, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah well, so. Yeah. In, your imagination is necessary even for, for knowledge period mm-hmm. and for removing your will. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you imagine even very quickly, maybe unconsciously, yourself doing something yeah. and then you usually go do it. You know, even right. It's like, right. Like, right. I, you know, you're going to imagine yourself eating later. Right. Like, then you go yeah. eat. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yep. true. Right. Yep. It's, the, um, it's the fundamental level of not just responding to the stimuli in front of you. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like it's a, it's a function. Right. Of the brain. Right, exactly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And so, you know, it's a short little statement that salvation requires imagination, but I think that it can be unpacked. Sure. And I think if we were considering imagination, um, then there's also ways to develop it um, and to exercise it Mm -hmm. and to feed it properly. Yep. Uh, I think, like, you know, if you uh, partake in, in let's just say you're reading a, a good novel. Um, and you see how this person's life develops. You're exercising your imagination to picture a life that's not your own. Mm-hmm. And so yep. that can also help you move towards something that's good. Right. Um, yeah. I think that that's what would put something like a novel versus a movie or a video game. Like the reason why that hierarchy exists uh, is for a big part, not maybe not the entire part, but there's the majority of that reason is because it, one of them develops your imagination more. Mm-hmm. So reading a novel like requires you to create images and the scene and the and the emotion as opposed to hearing it on an audiobook or yeah. watching it in a film or right. playing it on a video game. Yeah. Um, which is like again a good thing that you want to develop. Yeah. 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 I also think that, you know, in a specific case that I was um talking about, uh, there's ways to deaden your imagination to where you are For stuck sure. in a state of despair. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know, part of the issue with, with this particular case that was brought up earlier this week is that um, you know, the mother might be enabling a deadening of yeah. her son's imagination right. in the sense right. that, like, listen, if, if, if your son does not see the need to go to mass mm-hmm. and to uh, move out of the house and mm-hmm. get a job, mm-hmm. uh, that's because the world that he's – the reality that he's living is not reality. Right. And you're kind of uh, encouraging that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, you know, I didn't know that it's hard to – when these people come to me and um, talk about their family life and want quick yeah. answers, yeah, yeah. it's hard for me to give that. I have to just give some generalities. Right. I don't know the ins and outs. Just tell them a parable and peace out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if, again, the child's saying, I don't want to go to mass, child, the, yeah. the, the grown man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the grown man uh, I don't want to go to mass I don't want to make anything of my life yeah it's again it's because he doesn't have a real sense of reality and perhaps you know the parent um, mm-hmm. you know given given the situation uh, could say listen I'm going to show you what reality is really like you need to get out mm-hmm. you know I'm sorry if you're going to live on your own and it's going to be right. rough but then maybe you'll see the need for God right maybe you can yeah. then see a life that's bigger than your mm-hmm. own life that's yeah. You know, right. eating McDonald's every day yeah. here, stuck yeah. in stuck in my basement, whatever. I, I do think the imagination is subject to, like, habit formation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I'm trying to, you know, trying to think about scholastic understanding of the soul. And I think nearly all the powers of the soul, like imagination, memory, mm-hmm. all are subject to habit, uh-huh. which means you can form it. A yeah. habit it, of imagination. Yeah, you can have yeah. a better habit of the imagination or yeah. or... A diminished, mm-hmm. yep. and if you if you don't use it, then right. you have a diminished right. habit of the imagination. Right, and imagination so, gets know. a bad rap, and a term. It just sounds very childish. Yeah, um, but like fundamentally, like it it's it permeates obviously everything. Like you said, like if you yeah. if you have to imagine yourself making breakfast, like yeah, that's that's the only way you get out of bed is you're imagining a different state. Yeah, well, even if you um, like, what am I going to have for breakfast? Yeah. You imagine eggs. Correct. And yeah. then you make right. eggs. Right, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You know, you're right. not thinking like right now I'm, I'm fantasizing yep. about eggs. Yeah. Like I'm forming a sandwich. <laughs> right. Like, you know, but it's, it, that's right. what's happening. But yeah. then you then you think about like, uh, should I have eggs or should I have six donuts? Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, and, yeah. and then like you start to, you play with the different images, like imagine um, of what you could have and what context does that have an effect on your body and the whole yeah. and who you want to be and blah, like you're imagining yeah. a whole world yeah. in right. order to decide what you have for breakfast and that's an actual like a, a developing skill that you have to continue to work have at. Have you seen that um, deep fried egg donut <laughs> sandwich? 
that's, Dang. That's somebody with... <laughs> I don't know if that's a lot of imagination or no imagination. The, <laughs> sacred, the sacred and the profane. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, something. No, I think it was, um, it was a double bacon cheeseburger with an egg. Jeez. And then the buns were Krispy Kreme donuts. And then they deep fried it. Um, anyway. So, you should, um, <laughs> <laughs> so your imagination would be creative in the food, but then it's like, imagine yeah. eating that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, back on track. Um, yeah, the, the habit forming with your imagination yeah. makes sense. And I think that that's why we um, have a responsibility to form our imaginations well. Sure. Um, almost like baptizing your imagination yeah. um, with just good art. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the opposite end of that, you can very quickly um, corrupt your imagination. Like to, you know, things like pornography and mm-hmm. things like that will, um, will make you hyper-focus on the present moment. Right to correct. be like this is like it's just about pleasure now. Yep. Um, and then don't look at the past or future. Yep. Um, right. This is um. So that McGillchrist obviously talks about this neuroscience stuff. So I talked about this before, but you have that like left brain being very pointed and particularized to like react to the stimuli present versus the right side, which is contextual. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly just stimulating yourself, then that forces you that you never understand context outside of what you're seeing with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads to a lack of imagination. Yeah. Um, but it's also like it permeates even discipline in that like I scold my kids and I punish them so that they know next time they can imagine what would happen if they did X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like right. I don't, I'm right. not going to be behind them all the time putting them in time out. The idea is that you do it enough times that you say, hey, don't do that and they imagine time out yeah. and don't do it. Yeah. Is so, that kind of like a Pavlov's dog thing? Sure. Yeah, but it's, I, don't, I, mean, I think it's a different function as they develop um, into yeah. more conceptual. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. right. And that's what you want to encourage because I know some, you know, lesser forms of parenting um can treat their children just like a dog yeah where it's like you know like you touch this i slap you yep and then hopefully you'll be afraid to touch that you know um right so which that's just very behavioral yeah Um, and you know as they develop it starts it starts out very almost animalistic that's like weird to say but it is very habit forming yeah the way you would almost like a pavlov's dog type but then it develops into a broader concept yeah and you obviously do that with other things like in tandem with discipline, you're also showing them beauty and and you, having them use mm-hmm. their imagination in different ways, so yeah. that that blends into a you know higher state of being, right? As opposed to just being like a dog. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, you know, like when you talk about future consequence, future consequences, and the use of your imagination, it's it you have to sort of um, do like a bit of a like prophesying about the future of like, can yeah. I place myself in the future? And can I can I imagine what are the consequences if I continue doing this mm-hmm. action? Right. Um, which is I think is very important for children to learn yep. and yeah, yeah. for all of us to yeah, learn. Yeah. I mean, Peterson yeah. has that future authoring program, which right. is like yeah. imagine yourself five years from now, imagine yeah. yourself ten yeah. years from now, imagine right. yourself a month from now. Like, what are you doing? What do you yeah. you know? What job do you have? Like, all of that requires imagination. But like you said, it, it actually eventually stacks up to like, I need to work my salvation out in fear and trembling because. Yeah. I'm imagining hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, right. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's what uh, I typically when when in confession when someone's stru- struggling with like some habitual sin, um, I like to, I like to give them the advice of like picture yourself without this sin. Mm. Like, imagine who you can be, mm-hmm. and then strive towards that. Um, and I said, if you're having a hard time picturing the man that you can become, um, pray for the grace. Like look at Christ on the cross. I guess there's a reason why we put Christ on the cross in our sanctuaries um, to mm-hmm. picture like that's the ideal man. Right. Because he rose from that. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, right. so like to, to, to actually put yourself in yeah. prayer, putting Christ as that ideal man and striving towards that um, mm. and, yeah. and to develop, like to, to, to exercise your imagination and developing, developing that image. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's Peterson's whole like uh, vision, like have a vision for yourself. It's yeah. really have mm-hmm. it, have an imagination Mm-hmm. Uh, form an image in your imagination about yeah. who you could be. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. And then you, you also see, like, you know, 30 years later, like the, the case you, know, you were bringing up, but you st- when you ask, like, why are they not motivated? 
there's so many, like we just brought up so many different examples of how imagination permeates everything. It's like, it could be discipline. It could be mm-hmm. pornography. It yeah. could be eating. It could be, you know, lack of um, good books. Like it could be like, there's so many things that it permeates that you, you have to develop. It's like the role and responsibility of parents to bring their kids up from zero to 18 yeah. in that culture so mm-hmm. that then they can make those decisions. So it's almost like, hey, 30 is a little late. I don't know if that's her responsibility to make sure he does X, Y, or Z, but yeah. maybe stop the flow of whatever it is that's continuing this. Yeah. Kick him out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen um, Shawshank Redemption? No. Um, okay. Actually. You, you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil. Uh, you should watch it. Yeah, I've, it's been spoiled. Oh, okay. such a classic movie. That yeah, I know yeah, it, it's yeah. it's a excellent movie. Um, but I um, this past week I also I saw an analysis on this movie, um, and it was talking about this idea of um, uh, of having an ideal to strive for in order to escape your um, reality. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my words in, in paraphrasing kind of um, what this analysis was about, but. In this movie, um, uh, you know, an innocent man is um, sentenced to to um, to prison, uh, and it, it's kind of set up as like this is a a um, almost a parable of like life itself. Um, people enter this prison; um, they're naked when they enter, um, and so like there's this sense of like birth, mm-hmm. like um, this is like you're born into this world, mm-hmm. um, and they talk about like the prison being. Uh, a, a, uh, something that you hate, but also something that you depend on. Um, like one of the characters, um, uh, he's released from prison. Um, he doesn't know what to do with himself and he kills himself. Mm. He can't like imagine life outside of prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what what ends up happening is that the main character is able to um, escape, but he's actually able to find life beyond the prison. Like mm-hmm. it, he didn't end up like that, that guy yeah. that was released. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, there's a lot of, um, the theme of hope is very prevalent mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, but what's interesting is that his closest friend, the guy who escaped, um, is then able to make parole only after he sees his friend escape. Mm. Um, and he knows that like his life is now, right. you know, yeah. right. good. Um, he, he, he used that, um, image right. of his friend escaping and having life mm-hmm. to actually make parole. Right. Um, and so he was able to visualize what life could be outside mm-hmm. of the prison, prison being like right. life, you know. There's a lot of um, birth and rebirth imagery. Yeah. Um, so like in the prison, like the, the, the prisoners are, um, uh, they enter naked um, and, and like they're born into this prison. But then the guy who escapes, he actually, um, it's really interesting the imagery. He escapes through a poster of a woman. Mm. that he has in his wall mm-hmm. um, which hides the hole that he's yeah. making um, and he enters through the womb wow that's crazy and then he comes out head first in his mm-hmm. pipe all covered mm-hmm. in slime mm-hmm. and then once he's in the rain he takes off his shirt wow and it's like this new birth mm-hmm. like rebirth it's almost like a baptism mm-hmm. um, like you know you're born in this world of sin right um, and then you're reborn yeah. into a free life yeah I think also the parallels to Exodus in that the slaves then freed in the desert yeah. Would like when they were wandering around for years, complained like we had it better in Egypt. Yeah. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, if you don't imagine what your life could be like and you're not striving towards right. that ideal, slavery looks pretty good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. If you're not imagining the promised land. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. um, it's like at least I had a routine in my passions, of my, my enslaving mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Right. But, and, and I think that like the parable of uh, Shawshank Redemption can be related to our lives in sin. And it's like, Maybe if nobody had gone before us who had conquered death, yeah, right. then maybe living in sin would be worth it. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe suicide yeah. is the only option. Right, right. Um, but the fact that we can actually, like, well, no, someone escaped, <laughs> <laughs> someone escaped life and yeah, death. Right. And that was Christ. Yeah. And he was like the first, firstborn mm-hmm. of the dead. And maybe then we can follow in, right. in his footsteps, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Shawshank it, Redemption, go watch it. Yeah, that's, did you? Was that the video you said you watched, or did you come up with all that? Um, or, well, was, or was it like a I mixture made, of both? A a, a, yeah, a mixture yeah. of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like, wow, that was... Damn. No, but, well, <laughs> no, no, no. This, this video broke down a lot of the yeah, images. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but then I was connecting it to the mm-hmm. imagination thing. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah I haven't yeah. seen it in years, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the beginning of uh, seeing Ignatius of Loyola's spiritual exercises is... I mean, it's all dependent upon the imagination, mm. right? 
like uh, in prayer itself is the like the bottom uh, levels of prayers is use of your imagination. Mm-hmm. So uh, his early meditations are are on hell mm-hmm. and death. Like you, you have to imagine yourself on your deathbed. Right. Maybe it's sudden. Yeah. Maybe you're surrounded by friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're alone. You know, maybe you're in the city. He's mm-hmm. like, maybe you're in the country. Like yeah. all these possibilities. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and then you'll be judged. Yeah. And what if your sentence is hell? I mean, yeah. your sentence mm-hmm. could also be heaven. And because he has, you know, a meditation on that as well. But you have to start to form this idea of what could happen. Right, right. Good or bad. Uh-huh. And then even his own life, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, wounded in bed and he's reading the lives of the saints. And his first, or, you know, after months of reading this, he's thinking, what if I did that? So he starts mm-hmm. imagining himself mm-hmm. as St. Francis. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, that's kind of the the rudimentary steps of you know leading towards holiness or getting right. out of this despair is yep. what if I lived a, a, a better life yeah yeah exactly uh, a fuller life or something yeah mm-hmm. um, but if you don't really think about that you're just in despair and yeah. you know kind of nothing is yeah nothing is worth it in the end it's all vain then yeah you're not going to really improve yeah exactly it's scary um, with that of course you also need that strong will yeah um, to choose it because one thing to imagine it it's another thing to choose it um, yeah, right. But yeah, because yeah. then the next step from that would be like, you know, yeah, your judgment may be heaven and may be hell. Why or why not? Yeah. Like what what would be the result of a, a judgment to hell or heaven? Um, and what are you going to do about it tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Now, yeah. You know, right. whatever. It's like now yeah. you have to actually like embody it um, as opposed to just having it in the imagination. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Let's stop there. Um, I'm going to take you guys down a little bit of a rabbit hole with music. I uh, just stuff I've been thinking about with AI generated music and uh, where all that's going and actually tie it a little bit to imagination as in my own life. Um, if you guys want to hear that conversation, you can go to basically related.com uh, to sign up for our bonus episodes. Uh, we'll see you guys later. later.